0: Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, Magoosh, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al.
1: It was the Taste of Betrayal, you fucking (laughs) (laughs) won.
0: Joining us for the first time, all the way from the peanut gallery, Dominic Bielsi.
2: Hey, cousin Anthony.
1: <laughs> so
0: good. He, he's been promoted
1: from the Peanut Gallery to full guest co host.
0: And that's like officially all of my Bielsi cousins are now members of the show. That's <laughs> it's fantastic.
1: Also, you may hear a little bit of another Bielsi because uh, Dominic's dog, Dexter, is whining periodically behind is us.
0: Is Dexter officially Dexter Bielsi? Is that is that a thing? Well, I'll tell you what he's
1: not. He's definitely not George Oscar Bielsi. <laughs> all right.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> all right. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about some obligatory Halloween topics, Marvel reboots under the MCU, Netflix and theaters, and other assorted news and nuggets, all before we're diving into our flick of the week, I Love You Man. But first, Al, what
1: are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking the long-awaited return of Al's Ales on the show. We are drinking, <laughs> <laughs> we are drinking Al's Ales Rye P.A. Nice. Now that is rye, as in the grain, P.A., an IPA made with rye. Pa, I peed in it. Ow! P- <clears throat> well, in case, you, in case you haven't noticed in the very brief um, talking that I've already done, um, my voice is not great today. Well, that's gonna a be a It's a little hoarse. Um, it was it was surviving most of the day up until a couple hours ago. My allergies hit pretty bad. I was coughing a lot, so I am. Um, so you're saying hoarser than a horse? So um, you're gonna hear me cough. You're gonna hear me clear my throat. Um, you may hear me blow my nose. I will try and mute the stuff occasionally, but, um, I can only do that if Anthony's talking, not if me or Dominic is talking. True. Well, I, I really can't talk and blow my nose at the same time, so, when Dominic's talking, I will try to refrain, or maybe I'll just run away. Just go with it. Like, just, just blow your
0: nose, like, in the background.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, that'll, that'll be great. Just hop off, this, yeah, just
0: be on the side. the real stop.
1: microphone now, it's not like it picks up everything, including... The show is, the show the is The ticking raw, of clocks floors upstairs.
0: <laughs> my goodness.
1: So tell us a little bit
0: about this beer. Um, actually, before you do that, I've got a question for you. Uh, floating on the top of the head of the beer is a interesting caramel color, like a little little swirl of it. Um, could just be a me thing. Curious if there's any reason for that.
1: Do you have something weird in your glass? Because no. mine, well, it does a very, very thin head, um, and only a smidge of carbonation was a little undercarbonated for whatever reason. I don't have anything weird floating, other than if you pour out from the bottom, you may notice some uh, some hop sediment floating that might, around. That might be what it is. This was pretty generously hopped, but that should look like flakes or little uh, chunks. Maybe they um, maybe they turned into like a
0: syrup at the bottom. <laughs> That's good. No, that like shouldn't a little have little,
1: happened. It's a um,
0: bit floating on the top, and I just poured a little bit more from the bottom of the bottle, and then it did the same thing. But
1: whatever we're just gonna go with it i'm, yeah, I'm so all right it, with it it is an ipa that was made with rye uh it's i think it was about six and a half percent alcohol by volume um i think it was about 50 ibus it is made with 20 percent rye um because i didn't want to overdo it for this one but i wanted you to know it was there um and I, but I, that was the <laughs> that was the characteristic i wanted to come out of the beer most strongly um i, I you know it's Hopped generously enough. It's it, it, um, got a little bit of a dry hop, but again, I didn't want that to, to overwhelm. Uh, although I will say the dry hopping was something of a failure with this one. It does not have much aroma, which I do not know why. There's not a good reason for it. I used a perfectly adequate um, aroma hop for the dry hopping. Hmm. For whatever reason, it's very muted.
0: It smells fantastic to me.
1: It, it smells like beer. It smells like good beer. It just doesn't smell hoppy like an IPA that's been dry hopped should smell. Hmm. Of course, I'm I'm sniffing. I, I've drank several of these already. I know what it smells like. <laughs> um, but I'm doing it, and I can't smell that well right, right. now.
0: I'm very excited about this. It's long awaited for, and I can't wait any longer. So, cheers! Cheers! Almost destroyed that glass. On that, cheers. I like it.
1: Okay. I um, like it. Before we continue, take another decent sized sip. And just let it sit on your palate Okay. before you swallow for you know a second or two. Okay. What do you uh? What do you detect? Both of you.
0: Uh, no idea. There's a certain aspect of it that reminds me of like a typical Oktoberfest beer.
1: If... Okay, interesting. I don't know why. That particularly would be what you'd come up with, but no, that's okay. Um, <laughs> so what I would say is you should detect some spiciness on your palate. Very spiciness. subtle. Not like, spicy as in hot pepper. A little, t- a little tingling tongue action? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got that. What's that? A little
1: spiciness as in pepper, not hot pepper. Okay. I
0: wouldn't – I don't know if uh, – I just – almost like tangy. That's yes. What I, that's what I yeah. got. Oh,
1: okay. Um, cool. So that is the rye. You can think of, it's not exactly the same experience, but similar to the way that rye whiskey tastes. You should oh, all right. okay. notice
0: that same aspect. That's like one of those things, after you tell me, I could I could pinpoint that. That's pretty cool.
1: That's uh, why I was wondering if maybe you noticed it, but couldn't identify it. Hmm.
0: Oh, I like that now, though. Because when I well, took you, the first- well, You know I'm hu- a huge fan of ryes. Yes, I do. So as am I. Yeah um yeah so uh the reason Those i asked uh,
1: the reason i described it like that was because um the first time i took a sip of it was like man i didn't really taste it so i took another bigger sip and let it just sit and i was like oh there it is i found it
0: oh yeah i'm gonna do that for every sip now <laughs> that's nice Real, well done al damn thank you I move over who was the one that's on top right now like the one that like never fails us I'm uh the name of it. Oh, the porter no, the, the the brand of beer that we've been getting I can't for whatever oh, Jack Savvy. <laughs> move over Jack Savvy. there's a new man here this is this is quite good Dominic what are your what are your thoughts I just I really I know that he's he's a polite person and even if he didn't like it he probably wouldn't say it so what I really wished he would have said is like or just as he took his first sip if he just spit it out <laughs> that would have been great and you just in disgust stormed away. <laughs>
2: So I definitely tasted that rye flavor typical in rye PAs. Uh, It actually reminded me of a rye whiskey that I had in Pensacola, Florida. So for those of you who don't know, living down in Panama City, Florida, which is kind of not there. But anyways, on a nice little weekend vacation to Pensacola, Florida, I stopped in at a whiskey place called Old Hickory, named after our illustrious president, Andrew Jackson. And I sat in there for a good hour or two trying various whiskeys there and uh, I'm not a big whiskey person but anyways long story short <laughs> uh, definitely got that rye whiskey flavor in this beer and I I like it I enjoy it good job nice. Is there a
0: you're not you said you're not a big whiskey person is there a particular one though that you do that you do care
2: for Uh no I've recently found that I do like uh, whiskey drinks with uh real uh you know actual blackberries in it like a mm. blackberry whiskey, interesting. That's it's interesting. it's something I, I really actually enjoy.
0: Huh. Like, can you give us an example of that? I have no idea what that would be.
2: Well, just um, <clears throat> you can see it actually at this place had it. They had a lot of uh, funnily named ones. One was named after like uh, a Harry Potter thing. It was like the lucky uh, snitch, and it had you know they muddled real blackberries right in front of you and mix it with the whiskey. Oh, so it's more like a cocktail. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, to say. uh, cocktail and, um, guy. I was gonna say really, I've never heard of
1: that in a whiskey. I'm sure you could find there that. There Ryan. There is
2: actually a Canadian Club Doc Blackberry whiskey. I had that when I was in college, and that too I enjoyed. But the cocktail I'd say was was just fantastic. Because <clears throat> typically, nice. when
1: I think of blackberry, if you're talking about um, spirits, it's brandy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's a. Uh, I. We don't we don't often talk cocktails on the show, but I would like to bring up that a. Uh, a nice whiskey cocktail, I appreciate. It.
1: Usually, well, you and I
0: bourbon cocktails. You and I course.
1: discussed this once briefly, but I don't think we discussed it on the show. And I guess we could tease it a little bit. I thought that, um, if you remember correctly, a couple weeks ago, I told you um, when we do when we get to Oscar season, we start mm. doing Oscar movies. Yes, <clears throat> we're gonna class this joint up. Pinkies. A little bit up <laughs> Picky's <laughs> firmly out as we i think sample probably some wines and champagnes mm-hmm. maybe a whiskey okay okay i'm down if actually you know if we're gonna do it we should do like a manhattan or something like that or some like a variation of a manhattan
0: should we just do this during the actual oscars and live stream it pinkies up full tuxedos
1: uh, i'm on board with it right. um sorry if if I know the audience can't see. but I'm surprised (laughs) you didn't react to me and Dominic both pointing at the screen in front of us. We're watching the football game. It's not a good one, but for fantasy porpoises, it's uh, porpoises.
2: (laughs) Uh, Did I say? I said porpoises. Which which porpoise is your favorite now? That's amazing.
1: Was it though?
0: Let's not amazing a slip. Shall we? Um,
1: sure.
2: All right.
0: First topic that I would like to bring up is just a timely one. It is Halloween season
1: oh i'm glad you brought that up because i also have a halloween related topic to discuss
0: so we've got two i've got two particular topics under here we're gonna start with the first one i will close it out with my third one so we'll like two yours in the middle um halloween candy general this is not mm. really related to the show or anything i would like to know what did you your have traders uh one we had one one and we probably should have just dumped the entire bowl of candy in his bucket
1: that would have been quite a Feet then we could
0: guarantee that we'll always have at least. One.
1: I'm surprised. Like you're not like in like a big neighborhood, but there's plenty of houses around there.
0: A lot of residential space to walk through. That's not <clears throat> a two-way, sh- like a, a a two-way street with a double yellow line. You know what I mean? Like there's behind us, there's plenty of like more calm streets, and I think that's part of the reason.
1: You guys are on a a very busy like thoroughfare type of, and there's no sidewalk. That's
0: true. So there, there is that, and I, you know, I, I would, while I would prefer that we had a lot of trick or treaters because I love this, I love this season, and I like that. Um, I don't know if I would be happy or judge the parents if the if the kids came to our door. <laughs> I mean, I
1: guess I, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, yeah, it would be weird walking toddlers down that block, but you know, like teenagers could do it themselves. That's true. That's true. Well, Um, I cut you off about your candy point, though.
0: So the candy point is this: Um, I came across a tweet by a uh, Brian Altano, who I really, really enjoy. He's on a lot of different IGN podcasts, and he's also on the Comedy button. That's in like an IGN name. And he he threw out this tweet, just completely tearing apart dots. Okay. As the worst candy.
2: That that's probably
0: not true. It's uh, it's definitely up there. And I was curious, what is your, you know. Hand in the bucket, no idea what's coming out. What's the best possibility and the worst possibility for you?
1: I think my favorite, I, you know, I kind of vacillate occasionally, but uh, I think
2: consistently my favorite is Butterfinger. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. But I have to say that if I'm reaching my hand in, I'm hoping that they have some tropical Mike and Ikes. I know that's a little bit picky. I'll take regular wow. Mike. But that
1: is a <laughs> Choice. Yes. Damn. But
2: that was... I can say the least – favorite one that I'm looking for is an almond joy
1: oh okay I don't I don't understand the
2: almond joy I hate do do uncivilized people not understand the joys of coconut
1: so it's I not he, coconut, the though. Thing.
0: well I, I don't know coconut, where, he, where he's sorry
1: gone. Co- coconut adjacent product <laughs> coconut, it's just, uh, it's coconut mush
0: plus chocolate here's the thing Kim and I were actually just talking about this mounds Greater than Almond Joy simply because of the dark chocolate factor. I know. I don't think you're a fan of dark chocolate, if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, no, I, I don't mind dark chocolate. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. uh Yeah, I I, uh, I don't mind man's either. I, I think I just like – I just think that the mesh of it all is better with the Almond Joy. Although, so, having it pop out in one solid almond, I'm not a fan of that. I prefer it, I think, if they, like, chunked it up a little bit and kind of interspersed it through it.
0: That could be good. I would be okay with them keeping the solid almond, but just putting it inside of the mounds because the dark chocolate plus the coconut and the almond would really would really be what I want. It's like I could see that. It's the it's like these two beautiful <clears throat> worlds that could be so perfect if they just stopped fighting. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Just I, I just don't understand it. the hate for it. I could be like I could see people like uh eh, I could go either way, but like some people like loathe it as like a plague on society.
0: <laughs> that, that, that is true. Like like the guy sitting right next to you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Don't get it. But I, I do want to, we, we, we glossed over it way too quickly. Tropical Mike and Ike. That's quite the pull. I was really hoping that you would say that your least favorite was Mike and Ike. Like, if it was just, like, you just drew the line at tropical. Like, that's the best candy, and everything else is trash. That would <laughs> be pretty funny. I, uh, what's with the Mike and Ike resurgence lately? There's been a lot of billboards. There's a there lot of audio advertisements that I'm hearing on radio and podcasts. Have Mike and Ike struck back? I Yeah. And I'm not going to buy them. I'm just curious what happened.
2: Well, what I think they need to do is if they really want to become as popular as something like a Swedish Fish or a Sour Patch Kid <laughs> is the Sour Patch Kids have that great uh, kind of uh, advertising in their commercials. I they do. The sour patch so kids are
1: fantastic.
2: Mike and Ike need to get into that. If we're gonna do it, we need a
1: Mike and an Ike. Exactly. Together. Right, so like the like the Sonic guys, you know, there's those two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We need a Mike okay. and an Ike commercial.
0: Al, I think we need to audition for this. Okay. <laughs> we'll make this happen. We'll pitch it. That's gonna be our new thing. Pitching commercials. Okay, so we got it. We got Dominic's best and worst case scenario. You gave us your best, Butterfinger. What's your worst?
1: I don't know if I really have uh, worst? Um, other than maybe some of those old ones that have basically faded away out of existence, like, like the flat Neko wafers or like, mm. um, like Good and Plenty's. Like okay, I, I, see, I,
0: here's the thing. That I don't totally mind licorice, but it's just too much. Good and Plenty is shit. <laughs> it's plenty of garbage is what it is, and there's no good. It's awful. It's just bad and worse. It's exactly what it is. I don't even know. Like, if you it, like, you're only getting that from like a from seventy plus. 70 yeah, plus it's like something that like plenty.
1: you only ever heard your your parents or grandparents talking about.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anybody from my generation say they like licorice. What's that? I don't think I've ever heard anybody from our generation say they like licorice flavor.
1: Yeah, actually, that's another one that like I feel like people hate on. You know what? I actually don't mind the. Big, licorice, Easter, like, jelly beans. The black one? Yes, but, like, not the black ones, like, the, the regular size jelly bean that mix in with the other jelly beans. I, like I don't like them surprising me like that. But my mom in the past, <laughs> at Easter time, had gotten, it's, like, the big jelly beans, and they're all licorice ones. And when I get the mood to have a couple of them, I'd like it like that. But that's the only time of year I ever have them. You know
0: jelly beans <laughs> can teach you a little bit about life, especially with those licorice ones thrown in there. It might all look like sunshine and rainbows, but there's always going to be some shit you come along. And that's those licorice jelly beans. They suck. Yeah, I don't like they them suck.
1: mixed <laughs> in with the general population of jelly beans.
0: I could I can see it's so like you're like you're the you're the <laughs> on the like you're fading out, right? You're fading out from liking licorice. You're on the fence where it's like you have to know it's coming. But if you're surprised yeah, I, by it, it could be the worst thing ever. Correct. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. Because it
1: doesn't jive with the rest of them.
0: Gorgeous trash. I would. Good and plenty is my least. Would be the worst thing that could possibly come out of that thing. Um, And the best. I'm. I'm really feeling the hundred grand these days.
1: That one's good.
0: I'm I'm a big fan of. Very often. No, it's it's. I like. I feel like I remember a time when there wasn't a hundred grand, (laughs) and now there is one.
1: Do you remember the times prior to it?
0: That's what I I, I think so. And I could be wrong about that. I know that these candy bars pretty much go back a long time. But for whatever reason, I remember remember a time in my life not knowing about 100 grand and then knowing about it and it always being in the top top tier of candy bars.
1: In the before times. In
0: the before times. All right. So, what's your Halloween topic?
1: Mine is a very prescient topic. And that is, I would like to discuss with you what my costume for Saturday may oh, well
0: be. I'm so excited!
1: <laughs> Dominic, do you have... First off, Dominic, do you have a costume?
2: I do.
0: All right, good. Good. I, I, I figured you wouldn't disappoint me. All right, Al, what <laughs> what are we... Uh, are, are you going to actually reveal it here, or are you are just going to drop hints?
1: Yes, because I'm going to run it by you, oh. because you have been a critic of my economical... We'll use that term lightly... Um, Method to choosing costumes. For reference, fans of the show, we had a
0: Halloween party at... Kim and I had a Halloween party at our first apartment. And Al showed up in a plaid shirt.
1: No, no, no. I showed up in a black t-shirt.
0: Okay, you put a plaid shirt on.
1: I put the plaid shirt on later after you guys kept yelling at me and people started showing up to the
0: party. And grabbed a roll of paper towel. Correct. And he was... The brawny man. And it was not...
1: It was It was perfect. It was an excellent... It was probably the best costume of the night. It's... So, well, no, your sister and her roommate being the... Pretty,
0: uh, that was pretty good, but there's something about the outside thinking and the $5 price tag of yours that really well, that, made it special. <laughs>
1: that, that's what I think makes mine the high... Like, the MVP, like, the most valuable for the bang for a <laughs> buck for the... The sheer cleverness of the simplest thing in the world, which worked perfectly because I have, you know, dark hair and I had a full beard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, without that it wouldn't have worked as well. I only did it because I had a beard. I did similar thing last year, different crowd, and they weren't as receptive, even though it was slightly more involved.
0: I just don't know why you're going to Halloween parties with garbage people. That's That seems like Um, your fault. I'm I'm kidding.
1: Last year, I went, I think I used the same, sorry, we have a uh, malfunction. (laughs) Um, Sorry. We had the same plaid shirt, I believe. Okay. And this may have been the same pair of jeans. And I went as Al Borland from Home Improvement.
0: I don't think so, Tim
1: yeah that's
0: amazing
1: again um and this one was even more last minute i actually came up with the Bronny man idea a couple of days before the party that time this one i literally settled on an hour before i got in the car to drive to the party (laughs) because i was kicking it around with ideas I, i don't even remember what it is i had another idea that was so shitty and someone threw this out and i was like actually that could work because again he had dark hair similar in length to me He had a beard and he, I feel like every shirt he was always wearing was a plaid shirt. So I just went downstairs and I found a tool belt and I put the tool belt on perfection. And that was what I was doing. So you get the picture of the type of costumes that I've come up with over the years. Right. I had an idea and me and Dominic really like it. The problem is it might be a smidge too niche because it's not even a character. It's, a specific scene of a specific character. Oh god. Okay. So I was thinking of going as Jason Siegel from not I Love You Man, but forgetting Sarah Marshall when they do the montage of the week he spent on the couch. That could be pretty funny. He, and he does the the Gandalf shall not, shall not pass. Yep. I was gonna wear sweatpants and a white graphic tee. Actually, I think he's wearing a Batman shirt in that scene. I believe like, he is white shirt with a black Batman insignia. Dominic has an invention. green
0: sweatpants from Costco. Green sweatpants specific.
1: from Costco, not from Sean John. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what it should say on the sweatpants—just a a patch that just says not Sean John. <laughs> uh,
1: I, well, I don't have green sweatpants from Costco. I do have like gray ones that are similarly baggy, okay. and I, I could probably put like a little tag on it that says like Costco or something like that. Um, but yeah uh, he has Dominic has an Ven full band shirt that is a white shirt with the black logo of theirs which is the death bat which is yeah a skull with wing bat wings coming out of it that actually which will probably do visually looks just like the Batman insignia on the shirt so i was going to bring Dominic has a couple of like walking like full size walking sticks and it's perfect, I think. I love it. <laughs> I was worried you were gonna yell at me and that's why I was gonna run it
0: past you. <laughs> no, that's 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 fine. That's uh I'm hoping I, I'm just hoping at least one other person gets it without it having to have it explained.
1: Without me having to say you shall not pass. If you
0: walked in with that outfit and a walking stick, you would not have had to say a word. I would have said it for you. Okay. So I would I, think so. I approve. I mean, it is also one of my all time favorite movies. I know, it's of ours. And definitely in like the top three comedies of all time.
2: <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, it's so I, good. I think if Al dresses up as uh, his character for this pumpkin Halloween fest, that the next episode you guys do has to be Forgetting <coughs> Sarah Marshall. Mm.
0: That one, um, did we didn't do that, did We did that.
1: Well, that was what I was saying. Or do we to... just
0: talk about it so much that it feels like we did that?
1: This is exactly what I said to, to Dominic when we were talking about it, I think it was yesterday. We talked about it so many times that I can't remember if we did an episode <laughs> or if it's just something we talked about so many times. Because I went, remember, I was talking to you, we, I went through the same thing with Ex Machina. I couldn't remember if we did an episode on her or if we just we, we talked about it so many times. Right.
0: Oh my god, that's really funny. I like that we have enough episodes that I don't actually know. Well, that's the thing, too.
1: We have now reached, not that we've done a, you know, a ton of episodes, but we've done enough that that you could forget some of the things we've done. I
0: hope that we do the same episode one day. Just we forget. <laughs> we do poor research looking up to see whether or not we did it, and we just do the same. And I hope our opinions are just completely opposite of what they were. Well, that's what I was going to say. It would be really <laughs> great if
1: we like, did it and like halfway through realized, wait a minute, I think we did this, and I think I said the exact opposite
0: thing. In five years, we're doing Phantom Thread, and I'm saying how much of like a masterpiece it is.
1: Who knows? In five that years, maybe it can grow on you. Like that, will not happen.
0: It's not going to happen. It can't grow I'm never <laughs> going to watch it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got one other Halloween topic for you. Okay, and I think you're going to like this one because I'm bringing back a reoccurring segment.
1: Okay.
0: Al Dominic, I would like to kill a narrative.
1: Nice. Dominic doesn't know about kill a narrative.
2: Okay. That's Sorry, I'm, I'm clueless. No, actually, we've only
1: done that in one other show. Okay. We're trying but to make it, was, it a regular. It was a recent one. It's a it's a recurring segment. We're going to use. Periodically, when we have a narrative to kill, we will kill the narrative. So, Halloween,
0: John Carpenter's Halloween, to be specific. Okay. okay. Came out. In did you Did you see the new one? I haven't got around. to I it yet. did not see it yet. I will see it. I do want to. It actually does look. I I really want to see it. I haven't seen the original Halloween in a very, very long time.
1: I've and never
0: seen it. I remember thinking it was a great horror movie, and um, if you, a lot of people consider it so. Right. And if you look things up, yeah, that's what you're going to see. Great movie. One of the best slasher films. One of, like one of the best original horror movies. Great. That's not true. Kim and I rewatched Halloween last night.
1: Well, that was the thing. Is I want to watch that before I see the new one.
0: And it is. You can. I have it available for you if you'd like to watch it. I watched it with Kim last night. And we, we were watching it. We're watching it. And I'm like, it, it froze for a second, so I just kind of rewound for thirty seconds, and I, I noticed, oh, we're we're a good, we're like we're halfway, if not more, through this movie, and really not much has happened. It's very, very slow going. It is horribly acted. It is absolutely terrible. Really? And yo, yeah, oh, it's bad. And I can't wait. For, I do need. I do need for you to watch it so that we can discuss this. It's bad. And the craziness and all the things that you remember if you had seen it when you were younger or if you had seen it a long time ago, everything that you remember from that movie as being scary or, like, intense, that's, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. Really? Really? The movie is actually hot garbage. (laughs) Here's what's not garbage. And here's why this movie would be regarded as fantastic.
1: The score is probably one of the most iconic scores of all time. Well, certainly, like the theme is is yeah. incredibly iconic. Like if you hear it, you already know, and you kind of get that skin crawling. Like and
0: yeah, that that it it evokes you. You have a physical response to that music when it plays. Yes, and it's amazing, and it's it's some of the the also this also suffers from older movie intro credits where they have to do all of the credits kind of up front. not all of them, but a, a good chunk of them, and rather than. They haven't – they didn't figure out just yet how to do opening credits. Okay. So rather than, like, there being something going on, it's just a pumpkin slowly moving closer to the lens, ergo making it bigger, and just a lot of names coming across the screen for a long period of time. The only reason why it works is during that entire time
1: they're playing the theme song. But So it doesn't have, like, the old-timey, like, you know – soaring score over, like, like I'm thinking especially, like, old westerns where they're, you know, like, panning over countryside no, no, and, like, nothing, sad. like,
0: you what they could have done is, like, a montage of deaths in the background. Honestly, they they could probably have done the whole opening sequence while the credits were rolling. That's what we do now mm-hmm. um, because we, we just assume people aren't paying attention.
1: And they didn't do, like, a Star Wars-ian text no. scroll? No, 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 no. <laughs> nothing, lo-
0: <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, it's. Uh, I do encourage you. I encourage you, even if you love it, just just bear with me. If you're a huge Halloween fan, I encourage you to rewatch it and really think <clears throat> about what's going on on screen because it's not good.
1: And that's it's it. It's funny because, like, with the new one coming out, I've heard a lot of like, whether it just be reminiscing or like, n- like just like outright like nostalgia type stuff about the old one, how it really set the bar and really kicked off all the like 70s 80s like slasher films
0: and I can respect it as being the thing that that started all of that that's pretty cool Um, what I will say is and this is this will probably get me condemned the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween the first Halloween that he did is that h2o no no Rob Zombie like remade Halloween okay like, the original story remade it. That's a better movie. Interesting. And I have been on the record here saying that Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's <clears throat> Halloween 2, was the worst movie ever made. <laughs> Until Phantom Thread. Uh, that being said, I'm very <laughs> excited about this new one. I'm very curious to see where it goes. The- Wait, I- actually,
1: actually, sorry, important on the topic of Phantom Thread. Yep. What is the worst movie Phantom Thread are good time. I've been
0: having an internal debate over this for a while now. And one of them is more offensive. And I think, therefore, makes it the worst movie. And the reason that is the Phantom Thread is because of the critical acclaim that it got is bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really hate this movie.
1: <laughs> okay, so just the whole, like, the total of what the perception of it is in like the mainstream and what everyone the way everyone talks about it in comparison to the quality of the movie itself.
0: Yeah, I think if I wasn't being so stubborn, I would obviously say Good Time is probably the worst movie of all time.
1: Speaking um, of killing a narrative, Anthony killed and buried the ringer because someone wrote a review of Good Time on it it was glowing. Your I response was, like, was Well,
0: we're done what, with this
1: site. Your response was nearly verbatim. Well, this site lost all credibility.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's really funny. It was one of those things where, like, you always send me articles from The Ringer, and I'm just like, ooh, I should uh, I should really get into regularly checking this place out. And then you sent me that one, I was like, well, that ship has sailed.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, think about how, as bad as, or as much as you disagree with that, how good was the oral history of Rounders? No, it was great. That was really great. Which we should probably do that eventually, too. Oh, yeah.
2: Such I, I love
0: that movie. Dominic, are you a horror movie fan?
2: See, I have been permanently scarred. I saw Silence of the Lambs when I was young, and it just <laughs> scared me senseless. So plus when I was a kid, they had they really was they were pushing the anti-tobacco and anti cigarette <laughs> uh ads and all that. And I remember when I was like three or four years old seeing the commercial with the giant cigarette like chasing people to the Jaws music. Mm -hmm. And it just permanently like scared me off of scary movies. That's amazing. I (laughs) know. In in recent times, uh, I can't say I've been watching more horror movies. I was, however, bored one day. And, you know, I like to go through YouTube and watch a whole bunch of different stuff on my favorite shows and movies and all that. And this one kind of site came up. It was all about... Like the gore count, like kill count of like horror movies. And it basically gives you the full plot of the movie. So that is where I first got uh, information about Halloween. Mm. So in a very quick way without actually watching the full movie, I saw the highlights and and the first kills of Michael Myers. And I do agree with you that it's a little bit underwhelming, but the score is definitely fantastic. (laughs) I have two comments
1: on Dominic vis-a-vis
2: horror (laughs) movies i'm sorry i'm just picturing
0: somebody smoking a cigarette and dominic's just running away screaming
1: (laughs) i would run away screaming honestly during during speaking of runaway (laughs) screaming this is one of my two comments one if you want a really good analogy or picture of dominic and horror elements for a couple of years as a child Dominic ran away screaming every time the MGM lion came on screen. He was a big, scary lion. I'm I remember. Sorry. I
0: think I've seen – I've witnessed this.
1: As I say you probably have seen it. That's amazing. Um, I have not the, thought
0: about that in a very long
1: time. <laughs> uh, it's, it's something that we hit him with every once in a while, and we need to make fun of him. Um, also, I've been really thrown off. Can you please take your shirt off? No!
2: Uh, <laughs> should I? Yes. Is, is that a thing we're doing? That's it's okay. a thing I do.
0: I guess that's what the Biles LC's I mean,
2: do. <laughs> Every episode for the last, like, 20 episodes. I, I guess when Rome. Yes. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Yes,
1: um, and continue. the <laughs> other thing is... Um... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, nope, sorry. That's not it. What the other thing <laughs> is... Um, uh, I had Dominic sit down and watch Annihilation with me the other day. Oh, boy. That was a trip. <laughs> and he's like halfway through he's like is this a horror movie and i'm like (laughs) i mean technically
2: no but functionally hell yes Is this a
0: horror movie no am i terrified you bet your ass i am
2: (laughs) well to me i'm still thinking even after we saw this last week i still don't know if i like it or if it was even a good movie it's just so that's fair it's just so surreal like you can't really describe it you know like yep. when when al finally showed me ex machina i really enjoyed it and and i don't know was it the same director who made this movie? yes as well? okay and also has some oscar isaac in both of it so Correct. you know I, I could definitely see how they would make both of these movies this director uh it's just um annihilation it, it threw me for a loop i'm glad that i wasn't drunk or anything watching this because i think i might have shit my pants or something
1: because <laughs> that was that was that's a crazy fair. movie I'm yes intrigued. if you're listening to us and you are intrigued and want to watch Annihilation I cannot trust you enough please make sure you do not watch it while chemically altered yes
0: mm, oh that's a really good point yeah there's some weird shit that happens yeah oh yeah uh, the I would say on that note Ex Machina definitely hands down fantastic movie I think that it's really <clears throat> well done well executed great story and but I am totally right there with you on Annihilation I would have to see it again to maybe make another assessment of is this a great movie? I I think I like it. I don't know
1: if I don't know if it's a great movie. It is definitely a good movie. I like it a lot. I've seen it three times now.
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing. You you've seen it three times. I'm not I'm not certain I'm ready to see it again because the first one was a total mind fuck. Yeah.
1: Well, the one thing I'll say is seeing it again the second time um now knowing what was coming I was able to actually process it as That's, and yeah, just a movie being a good thing. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the reasons it was one of the most unique things I've ever seen was the first time I saw it. It is the very rare occasion where, when the big moments were happening, I had no idea what was coming next, and that yep. almost never happens to me. Like every once in a while, you'll catch me with a twist, but. I've seen so many things that I typically have a pretty good indication of where anything is going. I'm not and in spoil- this movie, often, I did not know where it was going. We're not going to spoil anything here for
0: Annihilation, because we do think you should watch it, and then you should listen to our episode on it. But that bear, that's, all, bear. I that's bear. all I need to say. That's all I need to say. That bear was terrifying. Whew. <coughs> Um, and you, Al, I asked Dominic. You're not. You're not a big horror movie. I don't think we've talked about this before. You're not huge. Yeah, on no.
1: I, I think I've mentioned it on the show before. I'm yeah. not a huge fan. I mean, I've seen some. But I've enjoyed them plenty, but yeah, it's just not my thing. Like I am.
0: I'm not like super into them. I am always drawn to them. Where I want there's certain ones that I really want to see. I will say, the jump scares and the supernatural horror movies really get me. And I don't don't like it.
1: Everyone gets got by jump scares, but that's not interesting to me. No, exactly. And I
0: I would much rather something either a little bit more psychological or just um, one thing that it does. Well, there's not a ton of jump scares in Halloween, which I actually that I appreciated in the 1979. It's actually
1: surprising because it's it's like like one of the key calling
0: cards of slasher flicks. Yeah, it's I think it's 1978. I I might have that wrong. Yeah, that's Um, all right It's 40 years, right? Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of jump scares. It, what it does is uh, it does rising tension fairly well, where like the the first 40 minutes of the movie is just a really, really, really slow burn. You don't even realize that it's building tension, but I guess it adds to it like 40 minutes later. Um, but that I, I kind of appreciate that because if especially if it's done subtly, you you don't realize you're being put on edge. Yeah, and then you realize how on edge you are, and that's Which that sort of thing appeals
1: good. to me. I mean, yeah. that's like that's why something like that's if you change the details that describes Ex Machina. Yeah. Um. Yep. So that that sort of thing or annihilation, that's the stuff that draws me. The stuff that's gonna make me <clears throat> think and that's unconventional like that. But, and, and if and it that, has that's the thing horror I want aspects. aspects.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to think or I want to I want to anticipate what's next. I don't want to. I don't want to just be caught off guard by a random jump scare for no reason at all because, yeah, you're going to get me with it. Yeah, you're going to get everyone with it. Honestly, if you if you don't get caught by a jump scare, you might need to have your reflex checked.
1: No, everyone gets everyone gets it from that. It's just a question of, I mean, like, a lot of times you're like, okay, there's a jump scare coming, and you're just not 100% sure what direction or how yep. loud it's going to be or whatever. But, like, you know it's coming. Yep.
0: Ugh, I hate them. So stupid. Such a waste. You know, it's also maybe one. Maybe you get one, a movie, but but not when that's your whole <clears throat> dick.
1: Yeah, no, execution is certainly yeah. important. Like, It's not like every jump scare that I've ever seen has offended me. If it's done when I don't expect it in a movie that's not just built on it, then yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah.
0: Well, that is, that's it for our Halloween topics as far as I know. You
1: don't have any more of those, do you? No, that's it for me. I do have several news and nuggets, Same. though. Same. So go ahead. Why don't you take one? Uh, well, I have three news stories, so let's get, in, let's get to a news story. All right. Um, do you want to hear about Game of Thrones, DC, or Avatar? Uh, let's get DC out of the way. Um, so you are familiar with the Birds of Prey movie? Correct. Uh, <clears throat> today it was a story that was broken by the rap. Um, Ewan McGregor is in talks to play. The Batman villain, Black Mask, as the key villain to the Birds of Prey movie. Yep. Which, that is a little surprising to me, because he typically is not the bad guy. I guess Mm -hmm. I've seen him play a villain in, in like, one and a half roles.
0: And he's playing a character where they can hide his face just so that when the movie fails, maybe people will forget that it's him.
1: (laughs) Could be. Uh, I guess it'll be depend upon how much he shows his face.
2: Mm,
0: that's true. Because
1: I don't think he wears it. It's not like a bean situation where he no, has no, to it's wear it. Not,
0: yeah, it's not. Are it's
2: not either of like you aware situation. of who Black Mask is? Yes. He's that guy? Well, besides the picture of him, a uh, guy in a black mask. Anyways, uh, I'm assuming, Al, you, you're not really aware of him or his roles in anything in DC? He's a Gotham City mob boss. Well, thank you. And Batman fought Black Mask. Wow. <laughs> you can read the
1: article. <laughs> I'm impressed.
2: Anyways... <laughs> For fans of the DC animated universe, which is far better than the real live action universe, Under the Hood, which is about Red Hood, uh, i.e. the second Robin, um, Black Mask does make an appearance in that, and he breaks the Joker out of prison, um, and he plays a a role in that, and that's the first time I had seen Black Mask. Um, He didn't have a, a huge part to play in the story, really. Honestly, the best part of his role was just the Joker in the room with him because mm-hmm. he hires the Joker to uh harass Batman because obviously Batman is opposed to him. And the Joker is just listening to his big, you know, villain spiel about how they could run Gotham City. And the Joker, <laughs> in classic uh, you know, trolley fashion, is just eating a bag of chips. <laughs> <the whole city. laughs> and all of a sudden out of nowhere, just like classic Joker thing. He asks for a glass of water so Black Mask says, you know, get him a glass of water. He breaks the glass of water, slits one of the henchmen's throats, shoots everyone in the room and just starts laughing, you know? In classic Joker fashion. Love it. Love and he it. says, all right, let's do this. And Black Mask is like, oh, well, this is what I hired him for, you know? <laughs> it's just goons. <laughs> I can find more of them. But that's, that's the great. extent to which I know Black Mask and his role in that movie. Yeah, everyone
1: everyone knows that he is a brutally sadistic kingpin in Gotham City's criminal underworld (laughs) who conversation with masks.
0: Did you just read that exact verbatim? How did you know? (laughs) That's amazing. That's so funny. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. This is how I feel about all DC news. Whatever. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I... Less so the movie itself... Uh, yeah. I was interested by it being you and McGregor specifically. Yeah, I like I, I that that intrigues me. But this is how they're gonna. This is how they get you. <clears throat>
0: this is how. Yeah, this how they hook you. And uh, I'm not falling for it this time.
1: It does look like it a, has a pretty good cast. That's
0: that's great. <laughs> that's great. Does it have a good story? Um. Well, it's DC. Is right? it going to be completely muddled by the produ- by the? Uh, by the production company? Well, I, I, kind of I don't know,
1: actually, because I think um, Margot Robbie is producing and directing it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. And also, I believe we'll be portraying Harley Quinn in it
0: as well. That's great, but it also it depends on the level of interference there is, because it's the interference with those movies that causes them to be trash.
1: Sure, I just figured that you can't really fire the director if she is also one of the lead actresses. Yeah,
0: that would be weird, right? Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, moving on,
1: <laughs> it, would it be like the Jonah Hill thing in the the post credits of Twenty Two Jump Street, where he's playing the Seth Rogen character yes. and they don't they don't acknowledge it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> those movies are pretty funny. They are. I'm a fan of those. All right, what other? <laughs> let's, let's move on. So let's do Avatar next.
1: Um. Okay. Sigourney Weaver is already filming Avatar Avatar Four and Five.
2: Would, it, is, would you say she has a big porpoise in it? <laughs> I don't think you're using the porpoise correctly exactly. <laughs>
1: no, that was good. I, I pulled that down. I pulled it's not down. I'm not gonna say you use it wrong. I just don't know if it was it's like when you do a multiple choice thing, it's like choose the answer that most closely is like correct or whatever. I don't know if it's hundred percent you the
0: can dolphin. make dolphin. M- moving on. <laughs> um, who cares?
1: I just I mean, no, I, enjoyed, I no. enjoyed the first Avatar. I did, um, too.
0: And I know a lot of people give me shit for that. I enjoyed it. I'm not... I, it was a technical feat at the time, and I thought well, the movie was entertaining. So,
1: Well, whatever. it's not just that. It's one of the things where it's, it just depends on how... Like, what the context is.
2: Mm-hmm. If
1: you're acting like it was groundbreaking in any way other than the visual and audio, mm-hmm. then you are slightly misguided. It is Pocahontas in space.
0: Like, cameras were made for that movie.
1: Not just made, like created and designed. Like it yes. didn't exist. The that kind of camera didn't exist it's, before this movie. It's amazing. I love like that's so cool to me. But yeah, that... and considering it's again gonna be like another ten years from the first one to the second one coming out, they're doing the same shit again. I think they're keeping it pretty tightly under wraps for now.
0: Mm. It's gonna be like a crazy like four D experience. Um, I'm very interested to see another one of these movies. Uh,
1: you said she's she's filming for 4 and 5, you just said. Um, while Avatar 2 and 3 have now wrapped filming, at least on the actress parts, we imagine the CGI will take a bit longer, it seems attention has now turned to making the other two sequels, with Sigourney Weaver, Weaver recently revealing that she's busy doing Avatar 4 and 5 at the moment. Are they going to release like a movie a year at some point? I believe so. I Is think that the it'll goal? It, it'll it'll be the um, Lord of the Rings treatment. Where does it have like legit Disney backing? Is it Disney? Yeah, I guess so. It must be because that, uh, they have that in the park.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, regardless of how you feel about the movies or the sequels, if you want to go on the best theme park ride ever made, you need to go on the Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom in Florida. That thing is bonkers. Absolutely. Yeah, I
1: I think I saw... I've seen video of it or whatever. It looked like a lot was going on. It's amazing. It feels so real. It's also... It's
0: not short, which is one of the sins of those types of rides, is they just end, like, real quick.
1: Mm. But it's... uh, What a treat. What a treat for the senses. I just... The only reason I really even brought this up, though, was because... I thought we were pretty clear that she died in the first one. I honestly don't remember. I would have to rewatch the movie. Spoiler alert, guys! Um, for the movie that came out in two thousand nine. But the series um, is coming out now, man. Yeah. Um, so, years. I'm quite certain that she died um, in the first one, and it seems like she's going to be in two, three, four, and five, probably.
0: Maybe they preserve her in some sort of cryo freeze and attach oh. her to one of those suit things.
1: Well, again, spoiler alerts for the movie that came out ten years ago, nine years ago. Um, when her human body was dying they tried to transfer her consciousness via tree to mm. her avatar body mm. and failed because she bled out from her gunshot wound before it could mm. possibly succeed and then at the end they do it to Jake Sully, and um, the final shot of the movie is him waking up in the avatar body I've right. we watch that movie I mean, it's a pretty solid movie. It's one of those ones that's, like, always
2: on FX.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's also always in the shelf.
2: One of the big things that they're probably going to try and deal with is that just as she's dying, she says, Awa is real, which is supposed to be their their god. And uh, I'm assuming that's part of her role in the next one is possibly her combined with this spirit type of presence that... uh, awa existed we can bring this all full full circle
1: if she sprouts a face in the trunk of the tree like the willow tree in
2: pocahontas <laughs> <laughs> oh yes
0: that'd be amazing awesome
2: or even game of thrones with the weeping eye uh heart trees you know
0: was that was that just like a wonderful segue setup is that what you did there or was that on kind the original? That's I mean, bad. I don't know, you know if what? we have... I knew having you on the show was a good idea. Go on. Al, uh, Game of Thrones no, news? I'll let Al take-
1: Oh, yeah, I have Game of Thrones did you Did you peek, at my, uh, no, did you peek said at my
0: notes? No, you said it. You gave us three oh, things I? Oh, that's right. I forgot to sent them off.
1: I'm just a listening guy. I usually give you more vague things than that. I forgot that I gave you the specific... Mm. Um, yeah, so Game of Thrones, The Long Night, is the name of... The prequel yes. show, the first of them that have been optioned of the five, I believe, that were commissioned. And so I believe it was George R. R. Martin who announced that that was going to be the title of it. Yep. But we have gotten casting news the last couple of days oh, about two of the lead roles. One of them is Josh Whitehouse, who I've never heard of before. Mm. He seems to be a youngish man. Right. Um,. He is from something called Poldark, which is a drama on BBC, Okay. which I've never heard of before. No. Um, Of more recognizable news, they also announced that Naomi Watts is going to be one of the lead
0: characters. I I saw that. Okay.
1: Um, And again, we do not know the role she'll be playing. Um, I guess we'll be getting more news over the next coming weeks because... I see a tweet from George R. R. Martin yesterday in which he said, casting is now underway for The Long Night, the first of the Game of Thrones successor series to order to film. That was a weird typo. Um, HBO has just announced the first cast member, Naomi Watts, coming on board as one of our stars. There has been some rumor, considering the time frame for the show, The Long Night, that this is supposed to be roughly 10,000 years in the past, and we, since this is supposed to be a big Age of Heroes type of story, mm-hmm. um, there has been there. You know some of the players from the histories, um, and the side stories and stuff like that um, for Game of Thrones. So there is some rumor whether or not she is playing Lan the Clever, I believe, or is, or is she someone who's related to Lan the Clever. One of those related two. to Lan
2: the Clever, because I think Lan the
1: Clever was a dude. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it. Um, so someone related to him, because. She is blonde, like the Lannisters. And she is, the one bit of casting news that they said was that she's being, playing, like, an elite, like, noble lady with, like, secrets and stuff like that. Okay. And I don't believe they gave any specific stuff with him. Uh, Josh, was it Josh Whitehouse? Josh Whitehouse. Um, But just looking at him, there is speculation that he could possibly be playing Bran the Builder one of the northern, um, one of the old, old Starks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for watching that. I don't care. If it's good, we'll find out, and I'll keep with it. If it's not good, no big loss.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I love Game of Thrones. so Yeah. yeah. I really awesome. do
2: hope that they do a one of these other spinoff series, one of the five, uh, as the Dance of the Dragons, the original one because that's just a mess if you ever actually listen to or read about the lore of that whole civil conflict between the Targaryens. It is, it's is—it's awesome, but also very difficult to track, so I think it would play out very well with kind of like the gritty, backstabbing politics of what we saw the first couple of seasons of this Game of Thrones seasons that we're watching, so I think that would play out very well in the series as well. Let me just say,
1: there was nothing civil about the conflicts that they had. That's true.
0: <laughs> hey, if more shows mean that I get more specialty whiskeys like the White Walker that I have
1: right now. I'm so ready to try that. I'm up like for
0: it. Two it's days. so good. Nice. It's really good.
1: I'm going to be so obnoxious on Saturday um, because there's a lot of big, important college football games, and I'm going to be watching them on some screen in your house, whether it be my phone or one of your TVs or a computer or I rig something to your cat. I'm going to be watching it.
0: <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Uh do you have more news? Uh
1: that is my final new.
0: Alright. You have some nuggets still. I have one nugget. So Alright, hang on. Let's do you have anything I've got left? some news. Um, well I guess they're 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 mishmash news nuggets. So let me go through these and then we'll close with one of yours before we hit into the movie. Uh the first one was about Marvel reboots in the MCU. So new proper, we're properties. Are already reboots? Well, properties that where that the MCU is going to have access to. And what they should do with them. So there was some talk about like oh, what so would they, the Fox stuff. Yeah, like what would they do? There was talk about like well, there's a Doctor Doom movie that was currently being worked on that is going to inevitably be scrapped because of this transition, and there's the X Men. And yes. curious, what Doctor Doom? I really, I don't care about Fantastic Four or Doctor Doom. I think for me, with with these properties, the I mean X Men. If you wanted to reboot it, I think you would need to wait a while. Um but the Fantastic Four, it's it didn't work, and I know I know that the MCU is better than that, and they could probably make it work. But I don't think I would have the interest. Like I don't think it would get me excited. Like something like Captain Marvel gets me excited, or one of the uh, just any other. Like even Spider Man gets me excited.
1: Well, the thing is, they own the property, so mm-hmm. I don't see why. Considering you can love them, hate them, or any point in between. Um, the newer batch of X-Men movies has a fully fleshed out cast, mm-hmm. depending on what time period you're, you're talking about. You don't have to reboot them. Just find a way to integrate them if you want. That could be I'm interesting. cool with that.
2: Um, if you want to integrate
0: them, want, I think I'm I'm on board with that for well, the you, X-Men that stuff. I think
1: that's how you handle it, is you find a way to integrate some of them um, into the larger MCU and just kind of... Slowly tweak the ship to be on the same course, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. have to be a hard reboot you could do kind of a quote-unquote like soft reboot where it's You're just reframing where the storylines going but if you have the actors and they're under contract and they don't mind doing it and they're working with a the director They like what's the big deal?
0: I was if you can pull it off. I've I'm just a little I'm curious with their. I feel like they have a very stronghold over the MCU and it's and its storyline and its timeframes and that I wonder if they would actually do that or if they would actually just try to have new <coughs> versions of those X-Men characters.
1: Well, but, so the thing is, like, why do we have to go through all that real morale if it's going to end our ability to enjoy Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or anyone, like, pick, pick whoever actor, like, James McAvoy as, you know... Professor, well, Xavier, what,
0: anything like this. What sparked this was like a more of just a fun article about like who would we want to play these characters? And it was phrased, I think, as like a when we recast when they were recasted, like as if it were to be if these things were to be rebooted. And that just got me thinking of I don't really want to go
1: through any of that again. No, uh, what, what I mean, if they want to use characters in the immediate future, find a way to incorporate the ones that they want with the yeah. current actors, and actresses, or like, there's a million fucking X-Men. Like, any of the yeah. ones that haven't been on the screen recently, you can recast them going forward if you want. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and if you if you really need a new Logan, wait a few years and then you can recast him anyway. You know what I mean? Because sure. there's already talks about rebooting him anyway. So just wait a few years and make it a clean slate. Yeah, I guess if
0: enough time goes by that I, I would like to see those characters again. In a fresh take, then I'd be okay with it. But right now, yeah, and I'm, then
1: he, I'm and then he's a new Wolverine. He's not the Hugh Jackman Wolverine at that point. And right. That's fine,
0: right? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, as of now, I'm, you know, still got strong faith in them. They're doing a tremendous job over there. So, yeah. Uh, the the last one that I have here is just a quick thing I came across. There's a couple of three Netflix films that are going to be released in theaters, and specifically. They're going to be released for um, award recognition,
1: Mm.
0: which I thought was interesting. So they were originally told by Ken's that they can't enter unless the films play on French cinema screens. And then they were given permission to enter the films and then they pulled out and then they're doing this now. And I just think that's like a really funny kind of slap in the face type thing. I guess so. Like, oh, you don't want to? You don't want to recognize this? We don't recognize you, but we're still going to put it in theaters. (laughs) We don't recognize your authority. (laughs) Uh, And I I actually think that's kind of good with this. I like that this is this evolution of the film industry with streaming services. I understand that there could be some weirdness to it, but Netflix has been doing a pretty good job. Um, they have a lot of really interesting fresh content. I know that there's a lot of things that are misses, which is fine. That's going to happen when you're spending like however many billions of dollars a year it is on new productions. But I like the idea that they would be recognized, have a way to get recognized in theaters, and I am um, it, it for awards like uh, ceremonies and such. And I do really like the idea that a top tier movie that would normally just be released. Netflix gets a chance to go on the big screen so I could see it there because I do, that is my preferred mode for watching a new thing is in the theater.
1: Yeah. um, So
0: given the option, I will do.
1: The thing is at this stand at this exact moment in time, Netflix is really good at TV. Mm -hmm. They haven't really wabbed me with their movies. Yeah. They've started releasing a ton of content. um, As far as movies goes uh, in the last couple of years, None of it has really been can't miss. When you Mm -hmm. tell me you didn't love Bright, I refused on (laughs) principle to watch it. (laughs) Nice. They do not release their statistics on viewership. They release their subscriber information, but not on viewership. Mm -hmm. I refuse to contribute to their internal accounting of who watched that movie. I will never watch that movie. (laughs) Strong feelings. I, but yeah, no, I, like they, they have so many – t- and they have a ton of TV shows that no one cares about or yeah. a ton of TV shows that are very niche. They have a ton of really good shows that have really good viewership. Um, like they, they like consistently nail television shows. Um, yeah. But a lot of their movies are really just like indie type movies, which yeah. is fine. Um, and if people like them, that's great. Um, I've, I think I've only watched one Netflix exclusive movie. And it was fine. It was good. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't anything.
0: It wasn't like groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, no, no, yeah. no way, shape, or form. Um, and it's just weird to me. I, although I do know from from what I understand, um, they seem to be good at documentaries. Yeah. Well, they yeah. seem to be attracting to a lot of documentaries that a lot of people seem to like.
0: They've got some good ones on there. I. Uh, that's funny. Last night I actually watched uh, on Halloween. I watched the, the first episode of Sabrina,
1: Ooh.
0: and. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna watch the rest of that.
1: No, there's a, a, a ton of great shows. Well, the The Marvel stuff has been fun, the mm-hmm. good
0: and the bad. Even even though a bunch of it got canceled.
1: Yeah, um, even though the Thanos snap finally happened. Um, <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, House of Cards and before it's Scandal. You know, it, there's, I'm very uh, curious
0: about the season of it. I feel like it'll be entertaining to watch.
1: At this point, I just don't care. It's taken them so long to figure out what the hell they were going to do and stuff. I'm sure I'll watch it, but and I'm sure. I mean, like Sense Eight was really good, and they canceled that for whatever reason. and Then I guess technically made a movie to finish it all up, but that was really. If you want to get into fan service, that's what that movie was. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it because I wanted an end to the story because it ended on a comma uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that gave it a period even if it was a little cheesy right but uh yeah i don't know they just don't i have not i know they had a, they have released a couple of comedies over the summer i guess or in the since the spring that people seem to like but this is really the first time i'm hearing anyone give a damn about a netflix movie and they've been doing it for several years like set it up yeah. has been getting a lot of acclaim mm-hmm Um, I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I actually, I, the only Netflix, like movies that I've watched have been ones that are more like indie style. I haven't really. And I think for the most part, they, they all kind of come across that way to a degree, which I'm fine with. Um, Well,
1: the only things I can think of with, with like any sort of hype was bright, which everyone knew was going to be a train wreck. And from what I heard is a train wreck, um, there was the Adam Sandler package of movies right. that are late-stage Adam Sandler. Um, and there's the Cloverfield Paradox, which was noteworthy only because of the way that it came about.
0: Right. The, and the was announced. Drop.
1: Yeah. That was um, cool. Because from what I've heard, objectively, it's a pretty terrible movie.
0: Yeah, I have not heard great things.
1: So I just... I don't know. I, 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 it's weird. It's a, it's a service that started out to supply movies to people, and they can't seem <laughs> to get movies, right?
0: Uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. Though you still get some good stuff, obviously, when they get the right licenses and can stream those things. So that's always good.
1: Yeah, no, the, the thing... The, the movies that they make available to you, plenty of them are good. Yeah. Cool. what are your... What's your final nugget? I have one final nugget. It's kind of a thought experiment. Oh. <clears throat> it was originated by a tweet by David Willis, who is the author of a webcomic that I read uh, called Dumbing of Age. (laughs) And he noted that Revenge of the Sith was the only Star Wars movie rated PG-13, and thus, should they have desired to, were allowed to use the F-word one time. (laughs) So the question he asked was, if you were writing the script to Revenge of the Sith or rewriting it, where would you carefully place that one fuck?
0: <laughs> Samuel Jackson flying out the window.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I saw a lot of <laughs> people um, <coughs> uh, bring that one up. No, I'm go <laughs> about you.
2: Uh, I'd say, you know, it's easy to say Samuel L., so I feel like I just have to throw it in somewhere else. So I feel like I would give it to Ewan McGregor when he's having that very emotional scene with Anakin after he's chopped his limbs off and he says you were supposed to destroy the fucking sith not join them
0: oh okay
2: so that's
1: good although actually i think it might even be a smidge better if it was you were the fucking chosen one yeah that's a good Ooh, too.
0: yeah i like that okay
1: um also i think in that sequence um there's probably a couple of instances in which anakin could scream fuck like you know when he got his <laughs> he got set on fire When he got set on fire when he got his limbs chopped off
0: mm. what um, if it's one of the tusken raiders right as they get their head
1: Oh, off. boy. Like, subtitled? No. I the same, so that's, nope. Uh, oh, clones. is it? That's second clothes.
0: Oh. Um, yeah, they all, <laughs> it all kind of blurs together for me.
1: Um, other candidates I saw for this were um, someone said, why not just kick off the text scroll with it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be pretty good. Or just Yoda as he's crawling away. Yeah, like in a defeated... Yeah.
1: Fuck. Um, my other favorite one was, um, when Anakin walks into the chamber with the younglings and ignites oh, his lightsaber. If
2: yeah.
1: oh. from the back of the room, one of the younglings is like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible.
0: That was yes, pretty funny though.
1: So is the violent murder of children between the ages of five and 12.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's rough. Damn. All right, cool. That's <laughs> what a weird, what a weird thing.
2: <laughs> what a weird, delightful topic. Topic yeah. All on, right, so can, I, what's can I give one more recommendation for this? Please? Yeah, I think when they're fighting over the lava, and uh, what's it called? He's trying to get through to Anakin one last time, Obi Wan, and he's talking to him. He's like, "Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil. You could have thrown a good fucking there." Like, like he's like exasperated. You see how angry he is that he doesn't get it, and he's just like. Chancellor of Palpatine is fucking evil. <laughs> that could work. It yeah.
0: would, uh, although I will say, for any of these suggestions that we get, it would totally, it would totally derail the tone and movement of the rest of the movie, just because it's never been done in those movies. <laughs>
1: People got up in arms over Poe saying, "What the hell?" Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I remember I didn't get up in arms about it. I I just found it a curiosity when it happened, because it's just like, huh? They've never. Use that not because of the language, but just because it's a specific reference to, like, our society. That's, not right, Star Wars,
0: right? But it's a long time ago, so it could still be referenced.
1: <laughs> I guess uh, no. It's just it's just one of those things that, that that it is a little bit like, huh? That's like something from our lexicon, making it into right.
0: No, that is kind of that is funny. That is funny. So is everybody speaking English? But whatever. Uh yeah, sure. then, <laughs> shall we get into our flick of the week?
1: <clears throat> yeah, sure.
0: All right. We are here for I Love You, Man. And this movie what a treat it is. I rewatched it to get prepared for this. Fair. wrote a couple wrote a couple things down. I think a lot of this is going to be us just talking about our favorite scenes and lines because that's what this movie is, it's a series of wonderful scenes and lines. And uh it's the this it's comedic genius specifically because the char- the chemistry between the characters is just absolutely on point. Yes. They every line that's delivered feels natural and it feels like it feels like it could have been off the cuff.
1: Even the ones that purposely are creating like a pregnant pause or like super awkward scenario yep. where the conversation falls, it still feels organic. It doesn't feel contrived.
0: Yeah. So um, just to, for full disclosure, this movie's been out for a while, ten years, I think. So we're not we're not doing the whole like pre-spoiler thing. It's a great movie. That's the, your pre-spoiler thing. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Then come back. You're you're nuts.
1: It's a beautiful movie.
0: It's a beautiful. <laughs> uh, that it's it's so funny. So what I one of the things I love is the situations that our main character gets put into. So
1: like. A very unexpected kiss from a man yes but just so perfectly
0: executed and not only that the just the very elegant callback to it later (laughs) is on point
1: which which callback because there's a couple of
0: them and that's and that's kind of what i want to get so i actually wrote down here joe callbacks as a as a general like a general thing like that and it's like
1: it's it's the little details that seem not important in the moment or like oh that's a funny one-off thing That's not a one-off.
0: Yep. So we get we get a there's a double callback with this particular situation. So when so Peter is uh, taken out on what he thinks is a mandate with a friend that his mom set him up with. Turns out the guy is actually gay and interested in Peter and tries and kisses him at the end of the night.
1: Well, it's he believes it's not a mandate; it's a real date.
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, Peter, I guess, never really settles this. So eventually he just doesn't he, doesn't he never calls the guy never never follows up with him which you get because it doesn't happen while like on screen so you just kind of assume that it's just it's it's just done at that point. When the character runs into him again he's hurt because it looks like Peter is in a relationship with
1: Sydney another man.
0: Yeah, which is amazing just because they're I think they're in an embrace at the time that he sees them. Yes. And that's what makes it so so funny and that's what makes him so upset. And uh, that's when he—that's the the famous taste of betrayal line comes in. Yes, I know. Ali, I know you love saying it. What's the line?
1: It was the taste of betrayal. You fucking
0: whore. Now that right there was a long callback. That happened early on in the movie, and they brought the character back just for that one
1: scene. Well, because he he has like this whole monologue. that starts with him off screen speaking to the two of them, yep. Peter and Sydney, hugging, and you just hear his voice, and it's like, wait, that voice sounds familiar, and he says. You know, it takes a lot of guts, and they turn around. Yeah. He says, hey, Peter, and it turns around, he says, it takes a lot of guts to share a beautiful evening with someone, and then never call them again. And then he's like, um, wait, what? And he goes, uh, when we kissed that night, and you see the look of shock on Cindy's face. Shock and also delight. Yes. Um
0: I would he, love to hear that. Is what he yeah, says.
1: I, I actually have an explanation for this. He says I would love to hear. It. <laughs> and he says, you know, um to share a beautiful evening with someone that night when we kissed, I tasted something that I hadn't in a very long time. No. It was the taste of a trail. It wasn't a taste. Of it was the taste of a betrayal. You fucking whore. So good day and then he signs off.
0: <laughs> and that's and that's what I love so it's it's perfectly delivered dialogue which is this entire movie. And it's that it's a long form. Well, writing call, in this movie is incredible. It's absolutely on point. The it's a long form callback because it it happens that there's a significant probably about forty minutes between the scenes and they're no in no way linked up until that point, which is beautiful. But then what's even more <laughs> amazing is how it's followed up with a quick callback right after that.
1: Yeah, like five minutes later.
0: Not even. It's yeah okay it, yeah it's, maybe three it, which minutes, is yeah. amazing. It's just the it's the your horror Peter line, which is just kind of in passing.
1: As he power walks past them, he yep. doesn't look at them. <laughs> now, your horror Peter,
0: and, and that got me thinking about some of like like is this a thing that's common throughout the the movie? And it's and it is. If you go back and watch a few other ones, here's what. So that was a that was a quick callback. Uh, was that one? We had the long form callback, which was the you know the whole him coming into play again. There's a moderate one where uh, the douchebag that Pete works with talks about getting his face on urinal cakes. And yeah, If you
1: walk into any Applebee's, Bennigan's, this right. and that, Fuddruckers, I think was one of them. Yeah,
0: and I think about 15, 20 minutes later, you get the line, I pissed on that guy's face at a Bennigan's once, <laughs> which is he wasn't there when that conversation happened, which is what makes it so funny because they yes. – just the the linking of those two characters, like being in the same world, it's just so funny.
1: There was another one. Um, I don't. It's, it's it's not even like a joke. It's just for whatever reason, the way the line is delivered and by who, I find entertaining. I know exactly. It's got to be the other one that
0: I have written down. It has to be. Please go. Which one? Which one do you think? it is? Or do you want me to say it? Hank Mardukas. Yes,
1: hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah, uh, yeah, Peter. I don't really know why you never really had like. Uh... A best friend growing up. Uh, well, dad, who's your best friend? I have two best friends. Robbie. Robbie? Yeah. And Hank Mardukas. And then so. at the end of the movie, when he asks Robbie to be his best man before Cindy shows back up, and the dad hugs both of them and says, you're both my best friends. And Hank Mardukas. And they all turn. Hi, Hank. Hi, Hank. And wait to them <laughs> sitting, next to, <laughs> sitting next to the mother. <laughs>
0: And I I just I love I just love a great I love a great callback because that's like the signature of a really good stand up and how, you know, the show's coming to a close is when they do that callback. There's always like a strong joke early on that just made it's made so much funnier by the callback that they do right before ending the seat, like the series or the, 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 uh, the stand up. And having that played out within the context of a comedy movie, I think, is brilliant. Like it works on stage. Why wouldn't it work here?
1: And yeah, and I, I think even you can make a case that just the existence of Lou Ferrigno in this movie is an extended callback. Yeah. Because they talk about him a whole lot for the first half of the movie, but you never see him. Fuck you, And you, you could Hulk. easily go this whole movie with never seeing <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Until you see him sitting with Tevin, the other guy Tevin, <laughs> that we're you. talking about with the the, the, the the urinal cakes. He's the absolute and worst. Oh, he's so bad. I, I do love that guy in general. In, in the league, he's ridiculous. He's funny. Um, yep. We were just watching um, a little bit of um, the house that movie with Will Ferrell and the other guy from um, the league. Um, Rafi. Yes, Rafi. How was that movie? Um, it's okay.
0: Oh, okay. I, I found like
1: I, 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 I very much enjoyed the second half of the movie. I found it to be entertaining. But it was the reverse of every other comedy in the world where most of the good jokes are in the first half hour of the movie and then it becomes plot driven. This one was like plot heavy early on and I was like, oh, if this doesn't start getting funny soon, I might just walk out of the theater. And then it
2: started getting funny. Mm hmm. And I was going to say, the various scenes where Will Ferrell is just going off the deep end and just chopping people's hands off as a way of intimidating... Well, that's what it is. They easy. get ridiculous in the second half, yeah, and that's, that's when it. it starts becoming funny. He's basically like Gator, but instead of a pimp, he was the leader <laughs> of a, a casino. Oh
0: my gosh. So, um, a couple of other things. One of the things that Paul Rudd does really well is make you cringe at how awkward he's making the situation. So one of my favorites instances of this where like I end up finding myself holding my hands to my face and watching through my fingers is when he's on the phone and he's trying to call Sydney and he's leaving yeah. the voicemail. Leaving the voicemail? Yeah. So like first you get you get like a little like you get uncomfortable in your seat while he's thinking about what to say, picking up the phone and he keeps hanging it up, picking it up and hanging up and like and like psyching himself out. And then when he com- when he finally does do the call and he's just completely botching it, it like physical discomfort
1: well because you immediately think of the worst call or voicemail you've ever made yeah and you're like oh my god this is 10 times worse and 10 times longer yep than the worst call or voicemail that you've ever left
0: hey peter it's sydney clavin no it's not sydney it's peter clavin (laughs) (laughs) oh man It, it it's so funny and the uh that kind <clears> of <throat> translates into the nickname game that goes on for a good portion of the movie.
1: The running joke of how it takes him the entire movie to try and come up with a nickname. Does, actually, does he ever see? Oh, and succeed. I
0: called you Jobin. It doesn't even yeah. mean anything. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines of the movie. No, what did you say? I called you Jobin.
1: I called you Jobin. <laughs> or like... Hey, I have some uh, leftover kukuru. I was wondering if you want to come over for some lunch and a little jam session. Oh, some leftover kukuru. That sounds about as appetizing as, uh, um, I, I don't know, a big uh, a plate of dirt or um, <laughs> I bet it's just silent for a second. <laughs> uh, the, like, I, I, will I don't see know why I said that.
0: <laughs> that. I'll see you then or I'll see you on another time. That's very confusing. I don't know if you're going to show up. <laughs> it's absolutely Also,
1: possibly the best psychotic rant ever. You mind your own fuckhole?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. How about... That? There's another callback for you, though. We get that sequence when he flips out on the one guy while he's walking the dog. And then immediately... Well, the beauty of that scene is how immediately he turns it off and walks back into the scene. So after yep. he screams at the guy, he then immediately calmly talk, turns around and starts talking to Peter again. Oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. It's beautifully done. Uh, and he's, I am a raging sea of testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, so you get that, and then later on, when it happens again, but the guy is much bigger, and you realize, oh, there's a limit to when you can and can't do this.
1: Well, the best part is they set it up the same way. He turns around, and he looks at him, and you're like, okay, what's he gonna do this time? And he just smiles. Peter, run! <laughs> Better run! Oh, my God. And then they do it one more time. Later, after the two of them break up, and he's walking along the beach with Uggs and like oh a bathrobe yes. wrapped around him, and he's like sobbing. And that that little girl like tramples on the shit, and she just starts screaming at him. And he's just like, he's just, like waves, away. he just waves her off. Does he? I he, he thought just, he like, just throws, th- like throws, like, almost like I'm
0: sorry, but he's just like throws his hand up. He's, I think he he's just so defeated.
1: Put his hand across to like draw the robe tighter. <laughs>
0: No, he, he he like throws it up. Almost like an apology. But it's, it's... I,
1: she's just screaming at him, but you can clean up your dog's shit, you shit giant. He's giant.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. What well, he is I feel like he's on the level with Brad Pitt when it comes to eating in movies and TV. What do you mean? Jason Siegel is he eats in a lot of scenes. And in uh in this particular movie, it's there's the fish tacos, there's the paninis. And then there's the knees round two, where he bursts out of the bedroom. This house is exquisite.
1: <laughs> I would like to make it off. Peter, please put down your treat for a minute. <laughs> when they're eating the pineapple. <laughs> yes.
0: I feel really bad about what you did. Dude, you told my wife to give me more blowies in front of our whole family. You owe me one.
2: <laughs> you make a fair point. <laughs> I just love how much food-related humor there is in that movie. I mean one of my favorite scenes is when Lou Ferrigno calls uh, uh, Paul Rudd and when he's in his office and he's talking about why he's unable to sell his property. He's just yes. like, oh, you know, we're having several more showings. He's like, there's been a lot of nibbles. He's like, nibbles? He's like, why? Nobody cares but your stupid sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always about food with you. <laughs> no, no,
1: I get it. We're trying to sell a house and not a panini. Yeah. Panini? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what's the name in the background Just sitting there Don't make him
2: angry You won't like him when yeah. he's angry <laughs>
1: And then he's so <laughs> he's right. straight up. <laughs> yeah,
2: Lou, Lou Ferrigno was a great choice For a cameo Of just a random person in it Especially the scene later When when uh Sidney and uh, Peter Are out in the town And they see uh, Lou Ferrigno With his coworker yes. With Laura's co-worker And you know Sidney's all getting up in his face And he's just like you know what, Hulk? You, you made uh, Peter a Call promise. Me Hulk that one more time. Stop calling me Hulk. I have feelings. I'm a person. He's like, oh, I'm a person. Screw <laughs> you, Hulk. He just throws him in a sleeper hole, and he's just like, I don't think I can take him. <laughs> Actually, everything about that
1: is like, like wonderfully executed. He's screw you, Hulk. Ah, he's coming in the sleeper hole, Peter, and. You're also watching him talk to his wife, and then also flipping to his wife saying, "Oh my God, what's happening?" And you hear in the background, Sydney's fighting Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Why is
0: Sydney fighting Lou Ferrigno? <laughs> That's her line.
1: And then you hear over the phone, "Peter, he's too strong. I don't think I can take him." <laughs>
2: oh my God,
0: I love the, um, I love the the sequence where they go on the double date. The you know, the, the you owe me one leads into oh, the I'll double go. double date golfing when he uh the two things about that that made that, Actually, make that crack that's, up.
1: A, that's another underrated callback too because earlier in the movie when he's sitting i think it's the first time he sat in the man cave with sydney he says something about um like you don't like or, 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 or oh i think he was on the phone he said why did you tell your wife that you uh, took off from work and he says well, i don't want to lie to her he's like you know you're the, one of the most honest people i know I would think you'd understand. He's like, oh yeah, I don't lie to women. You know, I just, uh, I just don't tell them everything. He goes, this, you know, certain thing, You know, oh, what do you tell your divorcees when you bring them here? He's like, it's my man cave. You know, I don't, you know, do everything with them here. I don't tell them everything. Like, I never play sports with them. And he goes, you know, I went uh, golfing with, um, with, with my wife. You know, uh, uh, Zoe. I, I, I was yeah. really strong to remember her name. For a minute. Um, I, I, you know, I went golfing with Zoe a couple months ago. It was really fun. And he goes, yeah, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But he like says it under his breath. And then oh, that,
0: do, that's the line. That's really funny. I did not know that.
1: They do the scene later and she rips the fucking golf ball off his shin and he starts screaming, This is my nightmare.
0: What's amazing about that that's there's a lot of that actually brings up another point. There's a lot of really funny under-the-breath lines that you notice like when you watch the movie more and more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like after that sequence, I didn't know my skin can bruise that quickly. <laughs> like, it's it's just so dumb and so silly. And then when uh the uh, the people are complain rate of play rate of play rate of play they're complaining because they're taking too long and um, he su- suggests super, that they pick super a Super random off.
1: cameo. That's Matt Walsh.
0: Hmm. I
1: don't know who that is. Um, he's been a lot of things. He's one of the stars of Veep. Um,
0: oh, okay. um, actually deep. now I can picture him because I have seen a couple episodes of that show. Oh, nice. Um, but anyway, so he picks up. He he says, you know, why don't we just pick it up and go down. Like the, you know, down the fairway, and Peter sides with him, and the girls are getting defensive about it. And then she, she, the, the girl that, um, Sydney's there with, quit, like quits, she's done. And during that whole scene while she's storming off, he's going, No, please don't go. Oh, oh, no. Oh, please, no. We'll
1: miss you. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. don't go. <laughs> it's so good. Please come back.
0: <laughs> I, uh, there was another. So going back to Sydney though, and the the introduction of the character when he's at the the first open house when they when Sydney and Peter have their first interaction, and he's describing the couple, and he's like, I'm sorry, like they're not going to buy this place. Like, he's just trying to and like that, that whole thing with the whole they haven't even stayed <coughs> together yet. How do you know that? He's holding in a fart. That line is like that line's silly, but the line that gets me every time, and I'm not like I'm actually not a fan of like. Fart and poop humor, like type jokes, but when he he lifts his leg, Sydney goes, "Boom! That's a fart!" Like that, for whatever <laughs> reason, that one cracks me up every time. It, it's just oh. the the pure delivery of it.
1: Oh my god, you called that? <laughs>
0: Roll down the windows in that Prius, honey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm thinking
0: it's a little bit small. Yeah, and it smells like fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What a what a joke. There's <laughs> How about the breakup scene? Which one? The breakup between Peter and Sydney. Oh. At the door when he asks for his second season of Lost Back. <laughs> 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 I watched Chocolat last night. <laughs> that, that was, was another callback. Chocolat was the callback in the uh, during the the wedding ceremony. It was what did he yeah. say?
1: It was a revelation. <laughs> yeah, I thought no, I thought he said it was delightful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that might have been it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then and actually the best part about that whole thing is then J.K. Simmons criminally underused in this says what the fuck is Chocolat <laughs> to, to his son, and he goes I don't know, and the other gay guy who's trying to now hit on uh, Andy Samberg who's gay. Leans in and whispers in his ear, it's a beautiful movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That that's, You mean chocolate? It's chocolate, Peter. You're not fucking French. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chocolate with Johnny Depp. Oh, man.
1: And then he's just sitting on the couch watching it and just, like, giggling. And he's just, like, stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Oh man, this this movie. Minute. There's just there's so much of it that is entertaining. The, what about him in the in the fencing club?
1: Like, ridiculous. <laughs> <a> <laughs> <yes. laughs>
0: it's so. It's just so. Like that's all of, like the awkwardness, and it's it's early on. That's like still with. I'm pretty sure is that still within the first act of the movie? No, it's it's a, it's post first act. But like when uh
1: no, there's the, two, they they do two scenes. One's in the first act. One's in the second act. The, the one first one is when she says, like, when he first sets out on his quest to find friends. Yeah, they show him at the fencing class, and he fights him, and he and he hits, and he goes, uh, he goes, oh man, great bout, great bout, <laughs> great fuck great me bout. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a great, great match. And they walk off, and they they walk into the uh, the locker room, and it's. I remember Aziz Ansari. Isn't that? Yeah, I completely forgot that that's Nick Kroll. Yeah, and you know they're all talking. and He goes. I'm so sorry, I man. I just got a little hot it. I, I really didn't see that whatever move was coming. Yeah, you know, that was that was a beautiful move, and yeah. And then they uh, you know, just like another one of like super awkward where it's like they're not on the same page type of conversations as he's, you know. Oh yeah, we're all going out on this uh, camping trip for the uh, bachelor party that we're totally not inviting you to. Yep, because we forget that you exist. <laughs> he's it? like, oh, I got engaged too. Wow. Congrats. Great.
0: Mazel Tov!
1: <laughs> and then part of like the friendship montage later, Sidney's there watching him fight, and he's rooting him on. And, and, and he uh he scores a point on him again. And he goes, he screams from across, "Suck it, kill.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. The uh, while we were watching that sequence, I think that's when that's what triggered some of it. There are so many people from Parks and
1: Rec in this movie. Well, Aziz and Nick Kroll, Rashida Jones, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd.
0: And then there's a couple of random people that you come across that like had little appearances here and there.
1: I've randomly noticed in the background that um, there's a girl from Always Sunny who had a bit part that was recurring. She's one of Zoe's friends. She's the one that Dennis marries. And then she eventually decides that she's going to become a cat. And then she died. And then they did the making Dennis Reynolds a murderer. That was a great episode. Wow. I definitely didn't see that.
0: <laughs> <clears throat>
1: that was over several years of the show. Oh my goodness! There's, Actually, a, there's a great two-part episode of that show where Dennis marries this girl he kind of had a crush on in high school. Okay, even though she's super weird and not how he remembered her, and they get married and he immediately regrets it, and like starts getting into like where he's like plotting her death. <laughs> oh my god, that I I really
0: I would like to get back into that show and really watch the rest of it. Um, there's a as you know huge fan of. Armchair Expert, Deck Shepherd's podcast, but I yep. I just finished up the one with um, Rob McElhenney mm. on it, and it was great. And he talks, he does, he he goes in depth about the weight gain and weight loss. Yeah, and It's, it, it, it's really funny though, and like, but it's a uh, man. I just I can't I can't speak <coughs> highly enough about that show. It is so good. You the the Armchair Expert. You got to you got to listen to shows on it. Like listen to some, some of the episodes. Go and find someone that you're interested in that's been on it and just and just listen. You got about an hour and a half, 2 hours usually. It's it's really well done. It's great. Who show. else
1: from Parks and Rec was in it?
0: Uh oh what? In uh I love you man. I'm yeah. trying to remember. There were a couple of side characters that I recognized as extras, but those four in particular were ones that were like immediately apparent.
1: Actually, one of Barry's friends
0: was the guy on the poker table and the, the tall guy the one that burps as he walks past him yes was he like one of the sanitation guys
1: no i don't think he i don't i can't remember if he was in parks and rec he's not one of the sanitation guys but i definitely know him i just don't know if it's from that or if it's from something else mm. and then the other one is jay chen Rusekar from super troopers and all oh, those. Yeah, yeah yeah i never remember his name but yes
0: yeah that, oh my god that that poker scene is awful when he, you talk um, about
2: cringe worthy moments when he just projectile yeah. vomits all over so John Travera's face. I'm so sorry. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like,
1: I know projectile vomiting is a thing, but the way that goes down, talk about not expecting something and being shocking, shocked in a movie. Yep. That was it the first time I saw it. Absolutely.
2: Also- <clears throat> and then
1: the at the end, another callback, she, at the wedding... Uh, or is it, I guess it was in the post credits so the wife pukes on him, yes. and he goes, "What the fuck do I have a sign on me?" Yes, <laughs> and she says, "It's not my fault." He goes, "What do you mean? Is that your <laughs> fault?" I'm pregnant, and then he, the first time that you see him not being a piece of shit in the entire movie. Well, and that's the thing.
0: I, he, I love him and everything that he's in. He pulls off playing an asshole so great in this. Like, see, this was one of the believable. first
1: things I saw him have like extended role in. So, I kind of went with like the Ben Affleck syndrome and I was like is he just that much of an asshole in real Oh
0: really that's kind of funny No I, I definitely I had seen him in other things I I I just I love him I love John Favreau
1: He has some funny quips in that as well like just like the stupid little like you know the you know, he's he's she walks into to to grab Zoe after like they had been separated for a couple of days and he just walks by and he's staring at him that's... and it's like he's still so pissed he just goes nice face. It was like okay, I feel like he should come up with something better and he's the billboards. And he's like, yeah, they're really good. And he's like, "Oh. Thanks, man. Uh yeah, my friend said I don't All care." Right. And he just walks up. Yep.
0: <laughs> That's a great line. The other one that really gets me is when uh Peter's really like he's feeling <clears throat> loose. Sydney's there at the at the uh the engagement party and this what's his name? Um jean Favreau's name in the movie. Barry. Barry is there and he's talking to him and he goes, "Do you play piano?" And he's like, "No." And he goes because you know because Sydney and I we play instruments. He's like I don't, I don't play. And he goes because you have a piano in your house. Yeah, no, no one plays it. Oh, why? Why do you have a piano? decorator put it there? He, he's just like he's just completely shutting him down at everyone. As he's
1: specifically not making eye contact with him the whole time. Yeah, and what does he? Did
0: he just say like I'm gonna go over there?
1: No. So he like finally like he's yeah because uh, you know if he did play or he goes I'm gonna check out the table and he just walks yeah.
2: away. <laughs> it's, it's so talk- rude. Oh. So, uh, can we talk how alike John Favreau's wife and Margot Robbie look like? Can can you pull up a picture on like IMDb of of John Favreau's wife in the movie? It's Jamie Presley. He yeah. he was saying it during the movie. I was it's, like, oh, "Okay, untandy.
1: I guess I can see it, but I, I I didn't cross my mind until he said it." I
2: don't yeah. know. She, she looks exactly like a slightly older version of Margot Robbie. I could
0: I guess I could see that in this movie in particular. Um I wouldn't it wouldn't cross my mind though. But she's she's really funny in this. Yes, she's constantly like just the, like the constant bickering that the two of them have back and forth is is actually hysterical.
1: Yeah. Well, it made me uncomfortable the first couple of times until I realized like it's just a thing. Yeah. And like that, even though they're so shitty to each other, that they don't actually mean it. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when you see that sort of thing, it's like that's a really unhealthy relationship. Right. Um, but like, there never actually seems to be any anger behind their words.
2: It's, it's so funny.
1: <laughs> like, with, the, yeah, why, why don't you take her to get to Starbucks? Why don't you take your fucking friends to Starbucks? It's poking out here. It's poking out here every time. I'm not taking her to fucking Starbucks. She can stay here as long as she wants. All right, fine. You're wearing a cheerleader costume tonight. Fine. <laughs> I'm
0: doing it with the lights on.
1: Yeah, with the lights oh,
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a what a treat this movie is. Love it. You got any other notes?
1: Uh, just that this is one of the most ridiculous concepts for a movie yeah. that you have. And somehow it doesn't really feel like it when you're watching it. I like it's, This might even be more of a ridiculous concept than Step Brothers, honestly. When, I would say when, when I was
0: watching it the, the other day, I was watching with uh, Kirsten James and I was like, we're like about 20 minutes in, I was like This movie's really original. Like, the idea is original.
1: Well, yes and no, because what it is is every rom-com ever. But it's not romantic. It's about bros. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the classic structure. It's got, like, a meet-cute. Yeah. It's got this, like, initial, like, honeymoon phase. Then everything takes off. You get a montage of them getting closer together and then the inevitable breakup because they took everything too fast and got caught up in it, and then the ultimate reconciliation.
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks for hooking me up with Elmo over there. <laughs> yes. Everything you got. You know, it's yeah. an- <laughs> that's pretty good. There was another line that uh, I don't know if I just, it's because I hadn't seen in a while, that it I was like hit floored. I was just hysterical laughing for a long time, and it was another J.K. Simmons one. And he's talking about Robbie, and I think he was talking about was his friends with the wrestling team or something. And he's like, "Well, Robbie was probably just trying to suck all their dicks." And and Peter goes, "Dad," and Robbie goes, "No, it's true." <laughs> 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 and he, and he, the dad goes, "What?" And Robbie goes, "I made Dad an honorary gay man." <laughs> and they, they they fist bump and do the explosion.
1: <laughs> and- Dad's re- Dad's really cool about the whole gay thing. In fact, I made him an honorary gay man.
0: And it's just that that's so that scene kills me, and I just I I just love J.K. Simmons.
1: Yeah, I was surprised how like little they let him like be in the movie because like he's really just in two scenes, and then like the engagement party. But I don't even, does he even have any lines in that scene?
0: And the engagement party? No, he just has some pretty great facial acting.
2: Yeah, I
1: think he's just sitting there. I don't think he says anything.
0: No, I don't think so either. Hank Mardukas.
1: <laughs> is. so good so i was scrolling through to see if there's anyone else i really i don't really recognize anyone else in this thing other than that i always forget <laughs> sorry i'm scrolling through the cast list as well and uh one of the names of someone in the cast is anwar sadat <laughs> as himself yeah <laughs> uh, this is my uh puggle anwar sadat named after anwar sadat
0: <laughs> <laughs> That that's another yeah that's a great line Oh You know, it's um, we didn't talk about slapping the bass, but I think it's just that's one played out. But the
1: uh, I slap at the bass, man.
0: <laughs> why does everything that I do sound Irish?
1: <laughs> it's great that that's the final banner. The luck of the Irish is him yeah. on the uh, the trailing banner from the from the airplane. Yep. Is, isn't that special? That sounds, <laughs> that sounds Irish.
2: <laughs> oh
0: man, it's. The, the billboards, billboards
1: are, are pretty great.
0: No, <laughs> like this sound. no, oh my god, like
1: James Bond. No, <laughs>
0: he's freaking out while he sees.
1: Fuck him. me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, it's that that movie will just put a smile on your face. Just you just watch that; it's all good. The um, we didn't talk much about the relationship with him and his fiance, but it's really funny because that's not the primary relationship of the movie, which is what. When you were talking about it being a rom com, it's what kind of makes this funny. It's more about him and Sydney, but um, so much so that in the final sequence when they're getting married, the like three minute scene of them calling each other different bro names, like that that could have gone on for another hour, and I think I would have had like to get stitches.
1: Bro Montana,
0: it it's too it's too much.
1: Brose quibbles. <laughs> It's or how
0: about when Sydney walks on on screen
1: and he's doing the procession on his own.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but Lou Ferrigno is about to freak out.
1: Oh yeah, he starts charging down off of the yeah. the, so the, the platform.
0: So good. Oh man, is that what you I play your like, base? You play it up here?
1: No, Sydney, Sydney, come here, and he just starts. He puts his hands in front of him and he starts doing the one step ahead, like the yep. procession down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. What a gem this movie is.
1: Cool. You got any other notes? Wait, Sydney, you're lying. How did you know he's lying? Your voice got high. His voice got high. <laughs> his, his voice got
0: high. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, that guy is funny, man. Joel or, Julia? Yeah.
1: Well, you you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Yes. Wasn't he on that?
0: Yes, he is. Charles Boyle, one of the greatest TV characters ever. Wow. He's amazing.
1: Have you ever seen that? I've never been into
0: that. No. He never, ever, ever falls out of character, and it's perfect. And the relationship that he has with Andy Samberg in that show is, like, I believe that they're best friends. It's great. Cool. Uh, Dominic, do you have any other notes? Any other topics you want to cover on this movie?
2: Uh, no, I uh, I think we've covered well and <laughs> good.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Flicks in a Six. Thanks for joining us. If you have a topic for the show or a movie you'd like us to cover, you can send those requests to Flicks in a Six at Spintune.com. We'll be back next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony. He's Al. The other one's Dominic. Cheers.